Welcome back to the show, everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's this is the beginning of our Christmas episodes. Oh this is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be fun. Oh, boy. That was a long list of guests. And they're oh all God. here for this episode. They're all here for this episode. <laughs> including we, the dead ones. We're zooming in with all of them. <laughs> oh, listeners out there, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are, are the movies that made us gay. gay. Very special Christmas episode today, because yes, this is indeed. not a traditional movie. This is a uh, television special. Correct. We did a TV movie last year, so we've done a little bit of TV, but not a lot. That's true. That's true. We did but do a TV movie, and it was a Christmas TV it movie. It was a Christmas so. TV movie, and we're making an exception for this glorious exactly. piece of TV exactly. history. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about what we watched and oh, introduce our We watched... Guests. The Pee Wee Herman Christmas special uh, yes, with our did. very good Judy, Jared Anderson. Welcome to the show, Jared. Ooh, it's <laughs> such an honor to be on the celebrity panel with Princess Jaja. <laughs> right? <laughs> the princess herself. Yeah. Wow. Um, I love the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. I mean, we love Pee Wee in general. Yes. And I mean, oh, he rocked my world. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, did any of us really realize how crazy queer this episode, this special was? I I could just envision my mom in between me and the TV, kind of looking at the TV, giving me side eye, looking at me. Because anytime I watched Pee Wee, uh, she was suspicious. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what is like. You know, whatever like the word subversive means for to a child, um, there was something in the air about that. You know, and now <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, holy smokes! Is this um, is this a family podcast? How's the how's uh, salty language? Uh, it's it's explicit. Or... It is. It's, yeah. I curse all the time. <laughs> salty language is permitted, definitely. So it is a Christian podcast, but it's okay to um, <laughs> to just sort of be of the earth. For yes, today. this is correct. Okay, We're even as we celebrate the, Christ, the Lord, this child. All right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, it's hella gay, and and I do have the receipts that it, it did make me that way. <laughs> that's what I'm here to talk about. I see the receipts. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Grace Jones's uh, costume in particular oh, really yeah. pushed me over the mm-hmm. edge. I I did go on a bit of a research deep dive oh, on good. her breastplate. <laughs> oh, we were wondering that. We'll get into it. Yeah, we have to talk about this. Isimiaki. Yeah. Is it Isimiaki? Okay. okay. She hasn't. It is, and she has a blue one also. That checks out. <laughs> uh, and the hat as well, Did or the you know? headpiece. <laughs> oh, is it? I don't know. I thought that's just something that she got from like a Burger King kid's meal. <laughs> but she uh, – did you know that Isimiyaki also designed um, – what's uh, Steve Jobs' turtleneck? That's a true story. Get right out Whatever. of town. Steve, Steve Jobs just Talk picked that up range. at the Sears. <laughs> Talk about yeah, range. she was the first queen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I believe, and I mean, again, we're going to get to it chronologically, but I believe the hat is part of the ensemble because it is the same yeah. like, weird neoprene material. Okay. But um, yeah, several aspects of, of the Pee Wee's Christmas special. Oh, there's some major faggotry going on here. Yes, indeed. And um, I do want to mention that Deep. we are referring to it as the as Pee-wee's Christmas special, but on IMDb, I think it's listed as Christmas in the Playhouse. Sure. But There's, there has been some discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it both ways. And yeah. I know the background of this was this was made during the 1988 writer's strike. Yes. So they had a short season, but they managed to sneak in a Christmas special. 
So that's kind yeah. of why they went all out for this December episode was the writer's strike. Yes, December twenty first, nineteen. Writers strike a lot. Mm-hmm. It turns out. Yeah, and I guess this was a really big one. Yeah, because it pretty much shut down the whole season. I think there's only two other episodes the entire mm-hmm. season. So, but I mean, they got a lot of bang for their buck with I, this one. I watched some of it um, on a YouTube version with uh, intact commercials from Ohio. <gasps> oh, I love that. Oh. We'll have to get a hold of that. And and in the comments, someone points out that they're <laughs> right at the very end. Uh, there's an extra screen where him and Santa are are flying past an American airplane's plane. It's not on the Netflix like redone. Oh, okay. It's just like a second. I, yeah, fun, I think they fact. had like uh, promotional tie-ins at the end. That's very interesting. Um, is he maybe? I, yeah, maybe. I think in the um, the DVD cover that I have, he's sitting on Santa's lap. Yeah, it's a good Santa. He's got the, the beard is real. <laughs> It's a great Santa, yeah. yeah. He's got the rosy cheeks. But, um, yeah, so this movie or this Christmas special starts off. The very first thing in it is this um, Marine Corps choir. And I believe the Marine Corps, uh, the Marine Choir is just the gay men's chorus of West Hollywood in the 80s. And they just dress <laughs> them up like Marines. They got me. I, I, I was... <laughs> Yeah, they, I was believing in fantasy until the the, the five six seven eight started. Yeah. I mean, even even when I watched it again, I was like, wait, maybe those are just kind of they got choreography. Kind of- yeah, there's there's like hatography. <laughs> I laugh every time to this day. Well, let me just say when we rewatched this, we were laughing out loud. We were loling the entire time. Yeah, like it's really funny. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah. But there is a moment where there's the the hatography. And Pee Wee's <laughs> ducking in and out, not They're to like get goosing him, him yeah. sort of like from the front and the back. Yes, and he runs into one of them, and it falls, and he like like his little song gets interrupted. <laughs> it's really good. I love I that part. I can't tell, but there's one. The second one on the right from like from Pee Wee, <laughs> the second one back. That's the one I would have dated in my twenties. Sure, and that like right around when he's passing that guy, he's getting goosed, and I got uh, it. Oh, okay. Did he have a mustache? <laughs> probably probably yeah i mean we'll get into the yeah. other beef he's lucky later. to take a ride on mine mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah we have i mean we're definitely going to take a deep dive into uh i can't remember the name of the of the character that is building the extra wing of the playhouse out of entirely out of fruitcakes <laughs> but those two beefcake construction yes, those workers two. those two cult Tattooed, tattooed yeah. biceps. In 1988, I'm watching this just like not. Oh my goodness gracious! Super gay. I think those two were the ones. Swarthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that this might be the gayest thing that we've ever discussed on the podcast. Probably when it really on comes levels, down to it. There's certain levels to it that are yeah. astounding. Movies yeah. that made us gay. All stars returning for this episode. Frankie and Nanette <laughs> share. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, we'll talk about share. We'll get into yeah, it. Let's. So, yeah, uh, well, I, the first guest that we get is, I mean, we have Playhouse guests. Miss Yvonne counts. Oh yeah, <laughs> this uh, Miss Yvonne's outfit is amazing. Uh, it's like Chris, there's multiple Christmas trees on her outfit. There's mm-hmm. her hair and her poodle skirt has a big Christmas tree on her it. beautiful Christmas tree dress. Um, but mm-hmm. I love. Miss Yvonne, to me, and especially in 1988, she was giving me, like, Kate Pearson vibes. Yeah. 
right? Very bad, yeah. Just like Super B-52s. And there was just something about that time when that like 60s aesthetic was kind of coming back, but it was also like just like the cool kids were doing it, like B-52s and and, and this really. It it was very like, like new wave to like mm-hmm. embrace that aesthetic. And Miss Yvonne yeah. was just kind of like the icon of that. And she receives She's Oh, go ahead. Well, she's got um, healthy self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> and she she's kind of like um, you know how, how gay boys have a certain type of crush that can be confusing to mom? Yeah. If, you're, if your child is, is has a crush on Miss Yvonne's beauty Yes. Oh yeah, you have to there's keep your a, eye on there's that this, one. A, that, that's a clue. Yes, indeed. Because <laughs> it, it, it is it is an international beauty, but it's it's a special kind of beauty. So um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and she speechless. <laughs> Look at us. We're <laughs> she's Go one ahead. of the characters yeah. that came from uh, the Pee Wee Herman show, which was the uh, kind of adult review that Paul Rubens, you know did this character that was an HBO special that was okay. shot at the Roxy theater in, in West Hollywood. Um, you know, the early origins of Pee Wee and Miss Yvonne and the actress, um, who plays Miss Yvonne. Oh my God. Her name's escaping me. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, but she, she came from she, that world. So she sort of helped develop this character with Paul. Yeah. She was sort there. of the universe that, that they come from. Yeah. She was there from the very beginning. Lynn Murray Stewart. And I think she's been in, in like as many productions of it as possible. Like she's been in probably six to eight. Yeah, she was in the revi- the Broadway revival. You saw the revival at LA at LA Live, right? Yes, I did. And she was she was there. Ooh. And I I'm telling you, when I saw this that revival at LA Live, Pee Wee Herman on stage doing the Playhouse, it was like it was pretty unreal. It was an out of body experience. <laughs> it was insane. Wow. Yeah, it was like my entire life was like leading I, up to that moment. When I was looking into it, did you know he's friends with uh, Cassandra P- Peterson? They are, they. Uh, Elvira? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Elvira is in Cassandra. Oh, he's, uh, is he? Go ahead. I was going to say Cassandra is in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She's, she's at the biker bar. Yes, indeed. Really? I say you let me have I saw that Miss Yvonne plays um, my Rudolph's mom in Bridesmaids. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also plays Charlie's mom on so It's Always Sunny. She's, so playing many, many, she's playing Minnie Ripperton, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of strange. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, I mean, they they flipped the ethnicities of the parents in, in, in Bridesmaids. Okay. She's <laughs> but, always flipping the script. Yeah, you know, always flipping the script. That's that's good old Lynn Marie Stewart for you. But um yeah, so she was she's there from the beginning. Um Cowboy Curtis is in the Playhouse. Cowboy Curtis did not start off in the stage production. Uh, they brought him in for the TV show. They brought him in for the yep. TV show. And the stage production, we had Captain Carl. And Captain Carl was Phil Hartman. played by Phil Hartman, yes. Would Phil Hartman come on and off the off the show? I think he did a couple of episodes of the Playhouse, of the television show, yes. So I, I remember... I think he did the first season and then got SNL yeah. during the second one. Well... Paul Rubens famously auditioned for SNL and didn't get it. Yes. And I think that he kind of fell back on oh. Pee Wee after it. Thank God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, he started off at at uh, the Groundlings Theater here in Los Angeles. I'll just give a little bit of backstory, and then we'll move on. Um, he started off at the Groundlings uh, Theater here in L.A. It's an improvisational theater that Saturday Night Live always, you know, grabs uh, cast members from to uh, they comb it a lot. Yes, and, when and casting new seasons. And when he first started out, when Paul Rubin started out and created this character of Pee Wee Herman, he was there with Phil Hartman, Edie McClurg, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, uh, Lynn Marie Stewart, John Paragon, who plays Jombie, mm-hmm. and uh, who co-wrote most of these movies and co-wrote Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Um, he's also in wow. Mistress of the Dark. Creepy gas station Creepy guy. Creepy gas station attendant. Yeah, so all these all these <laughs> weirdos in L.A. in the late 70s and the early 80s kind of came up together in this improvisational theater. And the Groundlings, while it's improv, one of their main focuses is creating characters and writing sketches about these characters. So when you see people on SNL that have like weird, weird, weird characters like – Kristen Wiig and Molly Shannon, you know, those people came directly from the Groundlings and brought most of those yeah. characters with them because they were, you know, mm. they were trained to do that. Melissa McCarthy started out there, Wendy, or, Wendy or, McClendon Covey. Or like some some version of the character. Yes. Sherry O'Terry. So it's it's this breeding ground for all these weirdos that create amazing comedic characters that have just kind of like taken on these huge lives and PB was one of them and it started out for adults but it kind of turned into this crazy kids host that's kind of like timeless but also trapped in a certain era yeah it's very much a callback to like howdy doody yeah like the old kid shows from like the late 50s yes which mm. none of us have any frame of reference for but mm-hmm. in the 80s, that was all of our parents knew. Yeah. And so my dad and my uncle and my mom would laugh their asses off watching Pee Wee just because of all the like weird throwbacks to their childhood. And I just laughed because he made he had a funny laugh. <laughs> and aesthetically, it's just... Oh. <laughs> yeah, aesthetically, it's so crazy. Like the all the there's just toys everywhere. There's just something yeah. for kids. Just watch a sh- you know an episode of the show or just the movie. Visual stimulus. Yeah. Oh, it's so gorgeous, and they they tried to get every type of animation all squeezed in. Yeah. To yeah. I mean, in this special, there's claymation, stop animation, yeah. uh, vintage animation. It's the beginning of the connect the dots. Is, yeah. The fir- some of the first digital stuff yeah. that we would have seen. Yeah. I mean, you can see why Tim Burton started his debut movie was with Pee Wee because it yeah. does have an early Tim Bur- Burton vibe to it, especially when you throw in the stop motion animation. Yeah. Yeah. And I pop- can't believe they found each other right at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It was like, yeah, it was meant to be. And yeah, puppetry, all that stuff is just there. And it's, you're right. It's all in this, in this special as well. So Miss Yvonne is, is the first guest to the playhouse. She gives Pee-wee his very first fruitcake. Have any of you had fruitcake? I have. Hell's no. Not I for ha- me. I don't like fruit and dessert. <laughs> so my grandma <laughs> always used to have it uh, on Christmas Eve. Sure. On her little, like, uh, accoutrement spread. Sure. And I remember thinking it was gross. And you, you get into it? No. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid building material, and it's a shame they don't sell it at home. Yeah, I mean, longer, you, but, you could, like, um, um, repave your walkway with it. Oh, my God. 
See, yeah, I love the reuse, reduce, reuse, recycle message at the end. Yes, absolutely. The, <laughs> he's reducing his carbon footprint. Um, I never had fruitcake as a child. I just think that that was like white people's like shit. Like this so. was your only reference for fruitcake. Yes, it was my only reference for it. So I just knew that well, it was gross. Don't you think that there's actually a message at the end of, uh, that the fruitcake actually delivers? <laughs> we can cover it when I get there because this yeah. was me doing some detective work. <laughs> okay. I but, would say interpretation. I was okay. Say I would say it's more of a spiritual interpretation when they get to the Christ story. Oh but, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, it is a it's a funny running gag throughout the movie that everybody yeah. gives Pee Wee fruitcake and he hates it. And just some of the sound effects of him pulling the fruitcake on the you know the dolly cart and the sound effects when he would set it down and it would make like a big clanking noise so i always thought that was so funny so i use a two-wheeler a lot at my job at tj's and whenever every single time never fails whenever i grab the two-wheeler i always do the whoop (laughs) whoop I always make I always make the pee wee noise whenever I I drag it anywhere. I don't think anybody at work has caught on to that. Too. I was going to say I don't think anybody is going to know what the hell you're doing. And just I'll even be like moving stuff around, like making displays, and I'll make those little noises. Oh my god! I think I'll try for the laugh, but I can never get it right. No. We as as kids, I thought. Go ahead. I thought that was you guys doing the laugh, but you were playing the laugh right now. Yes, we were playing. We were playing it as okay. as as kids. My cousins and I would would try our damnedest to um to get it, but I, I just we never could. I always get really excited at work when tequila comes on oh, in yeah. the store, and I'll have to do I'll have to do my peewee dance. Does tequila come on on your once in a great while? It does, and I'm always hoping that I'm next to somebody that will get it. Wow, that's awesome! Because I work with a it lot. It just of- turns into a flash mob. Yep. <laughs> Um, did you notice uh, the 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 left? All I can think of is Shark, the left backup singer. Oh, she's uh, she was uh, yes, she was a Truth or Dare. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, I, is she from Little gay. Shop? But yeah, even gayer, Truth even or Dare. Gayer. So okay, I have a memory of recording this off of the television on um, mm-hmm. probably my grandmother's VCR. And when I got it, I would like watch it over and over and over again. And one of like the neighbor kids came over and I was like, oh, do you want to watch Pee Wee's Christmas special? And she was like, I guess like she was not into it. But I was like, well, let's just watch it. It's oh, fun. So I started it yeah. and she goes, that's one of Madonna's backup singers. I love and that I was, she knew that. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not. And she's like, yes, it is. That's one of Madonna's singers. Haven't you watched like, you know. The videos, and I was like thinking to myself, this girl is so racist. She just thinks that every black lady <laughs> backup singer looks the same. She can't tell them apart. Meanwhile, no, it fully was her. It's the black one from from, from Nikki Harris. Hair. Yeah. It took me a long time to like come to terms with that because I was just like, nope, not her. We did get a listener request for Truth or Dare, so we will be oh, getting yeah. to it yeah. next year. Oh, good call. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite front row. one of my favorite lines of hers from Truth or Dare is when I forgot what city they were in, but the city was um threatening to shut the the concert down because of the simulated like masturbation <laughs> on stage. And one of uh Nikki Harris's mm-hmm. lines in that scene, I think you know where I'm going with this. She just says and she says it twice in a row. She says uh they got Bobby Brown for fucking on stage. 
<laughs> I don't know that movie that well because um, I wouldn't have compromised my Christianity back then. Yes. And I just became mature enough here at the age of 40 <laughs> to watch it. So, um, but, I mean, yeah, but God bless Nikki Harris. It, that movie was on. so controversial at the time. I feel like there was no way yeah. as a kid I was going to be like, can we rent this? No, that was not happening. But uh, it's so important now. Like, oh, I really, yeah. I, I, you know. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, and thank you for bringing it up because I fully forgot about it. Um, we're get, we're coming into Grace Jones. No, I mean, Reba? so uh, well, we'll go in the guest stars in order. Sure. Uh, well, well, what about when Flory sexually harasses Missy Vaughn? Oh my God! However, consent is key, and Missy Vaughn is into it. She is She's so into, into it. it. <laughs> yeah, she said, "Mama left panties at home, and I'm about to come over." They've done this before. Yeah, I mean, Flory as a character. I do remember when uh, I, I don't remember if it was season two or three, but the season where they expanded the playhouse and um, they acknowledged it on the show that there's more rooms of the playhouse, and they like moved something, mm. like a couch or a dresser or something, and underneath it was was Flory and he's like, like I live here now. Um, and so it was like, Oh, a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Flory's voice was weird. He sounds a little, um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he, he's a little menacing. Yeah. If he's a little pervy or whatever, it, it, it all came to fruition here. So, um, yeah, one he's, of all, the, he's all about the upskirt. One of the first big guest stars is Whoopi. <laughs> Whoopi. Movies that made it gay all star from sister act. Yes, and indeed. Peewee is so mean to yeah. Whoopi. Pee-wee's mean to a lot of his guests. I mean, he's very <laughs> not, not... He's like... I mean, Pee-wee's a little stinker. That's just the big character <laughs> note of little... Pee-wee Herman, and he's that he's just a little stinker. He's a little stinker. I love that. And he tells Whoopi, maybe the, next year. The first time we're in the video booth, yeah, I'm realizing how how prescient it was. That that's yes. where we all live now. I was thinking... With a ring light and a little video camera. I have in my notes just Pee-wee on Zoom calls. Yeah, we were thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah dinosaur is like that progressive commercial where she's just being disrespected or flow is being disrespected that's very dinosaur vibes in this uh dinosaur noted lesbian but he's the, the like young one and the girl <laughs> iconic, she is not a lesbian iconic golfer wait, lesbian what wait tell me dinosaur is not a lesbian she is a lesbian I know. It took me a while today to come to grips. This is one of the big, uh, the big eye openers today. <laughs> she was with all the dudes. She was with Frank Sinatra for uh. like five or six years, um, and she was an avid golfer. And Dinah was the party after the golfing, where all of the golfers would go party. Sure. And it was the golf. It was the Dinah tournament, and so then it was the Dinah party for the Dinah tournament. But they're not at all connected, and Dinah Shore was not there. Um, and she probably wasn't a lesbian, which I thought. Oh yeah, maybe she was just a secret one. Right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. bisexual. She, like, she well, you think I, she was. I think the whole thing is that she kind of like pioneered the whole um, LPGA, the the ladies pro golf, and and all that. So it's just okay. kind of a stereotype. So sure. she probably wasn't. At the end of the day, um, okay. In my mind, she always will be. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. We sh- maybe we should just keep her that way in our heart because it feels better. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> we we can we can uh, ask the Palm Springs Chamber of Commerce. They'll probably know. We're going there this weekend. They, we'll they, ask. <laughs> named a big thoroughfare. We'll call it our connection. Yeah. I'm sure we have. I'm sure that she has a star on the Walk of Fame <laughs> in Palm Springs. Oh, she does. Yeah, she's got a whole she's got a whole street. <laughs> she has one for golfing, one for singing. Oh yeah, 
I love I love the Hollywood. I don't know. Walk- maybe she's got several. <laughs> I love it when they split it up on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. When you'll see somebody with different ones, and you're like, ooh, multi talented. So we yeah. get Magic Screen's cousin, Magic Johnson. Ah, uh, yes. What I love about Magic Johnson is one of the early ones in the in the episode that you could tell they they cast the net really wide to see sure. who would who would come in and do it. Because I feel like in any okay. like Christmas special, you have to go for a sports star. Yeah. And um, there were some of them that are like, sure, I'll do it, but, you know, you got to work around me. You have to come to the set like Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Because Magic yeah. Johnson pro- like just needed a blue screen, and he probably didn't even have to sit next to Pee Wee. I mean, he's out of L.A. I think that they were next to each other in the sleigh. Sure. But I I did read the- I thought that was cool that they were together compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, like Joan. Yeah, Joan couldn't even be bothered to leave I the think, center square. I think Jones was like a last minute addition too. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it might like have been. quick s- send somebody to Hollywood Squares. They're taping today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, who do we get after uh, after Whoopi and Magic Johnson? This Magic is when we get Grace Jones. Okay, Reba the Mail Lady comes in. Yes, love Reba the Mail Lady. And what's great about Pee Wee is that it's just multi ethnic. You get Reba, Cowboy Curtis, yes. yeah. just great black characters on children's television, which I think meant a lot to a lot of viewers. Lawrence Fishburne said that the behind the camera was equally as diverse, which oh, is nice. Cool. I love that. And um, and it's kind of nice. It kind of makes up for the – because the, the egg roll in the, in the refrigerator is a little racist. <laughs> um, there's a couple of moments that are – I forgot uh, about that. We'll let it slide. Tell the lion. But we, I mean, we can't forget about Ricardo, mm-hmm. the soccer player. Yeah. And um, Mrs. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo is ripped on Instagram. Yeah, he's pretty, days, so he's pretty slim. I, I encourage everyone to Google that. Ricardo is on Instagram, Vic Trevino. We'll tag him in the post. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have uh, Mrs. Renee and the Jewish dinosaurs. Oh, this, yeah, diversity. <laughs> diversity. Um, so, so are we talking about uh, Grace Jones? Yes, we have to talk about Grace Jones. I wonder how they swung that one. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that just Grace Jones was just a huge fan of Pee Wee. I mean, all of these people had to have I, been to have get. I don't know to have gotten them. Don't you? I feel like when when you mention the special to a gay, that's the first thing that they might picture would be kind of Pee Wee with Grace Jones. Yeah. I mean, there's that really cool picture of Pee Wee with Cindy Lauper, like from the 80s, and they're, and they're miniature golfing. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like plaid pants uh, <laughs> and like a Scottish hat with I don't, like a I on it. I haven't seen that. But I mean, for like the Christmas special. Sure. Not, yeah, yeah. not in general, but for the Christmas. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But and the, I, that whole performance is just so, it's just incredible to watch. I love it. It really is because it's just, it's just the two of them. She, you know, the idea is that uh, Reba the male lady brings in this giant crate and he opens up the crate and it's Grace Jones, but it was meant to be sent to the White House, not the Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And, the and uh, and uh, you know, going along with what we, with what we said about Pee Wee kind of being a stinker with his guests, he says, all right, Grace, back in the box. Got to go back to the White House. But she, she says, as long as I'm here, why don't I sing a song? And this performance... Of Pee Wee just sitting in a chair with his hands on his lap, watching Grace Jones brings the house down. <laughs> we live. Yeah, 
the arrangement is great and just her movement and the the look is just so ahead of its time yeah that look to this day coming down any you know a drag race runway because it has Mm -hmm. been i mean those ideas have been featured so many times and the fact that she it's kind of gray color story Mm -hmm. but then there's like i don't know there's like a star or something on it or one snowflake on the skirt but for the most part it's not like inherently christmas christmasy yeah um, what is the material but it doesn't of that bust? Just... Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where a lot of people, you know, people. There's a conversation of Grace Jones was like pioneered this aesthetic before Gaga, and like Lady Gaga, kind of like everything she does has kind of been done, you know, by Grace Jones specifically, and he, yeah. and this is something that's specifically stands out as something that you could see being worn today by Lady Gaga on a and, Christmas special. And I'm sure that Lady Gaga would cite Grace Jones as a huge inspiration. Oh, yeah. For and sure. very proudly. Yes. But um, mm. uh, Scott asked it just now, what do you think that material is, uh, Jared? I think it's neoprene. Neoprene. Yeah. I yeah, think it's, uh, it's, it doubles as her uh, wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> she can go diving. Um, let's take a little look. Yeah, she got in the box and she <laughs> it dropped her right on the beach back in Jamaica. And she, she went for a swim. Well, the thing is, my sister and I as kids were familiar with Grace Jones. She had done a James Bond movie, A View to a, a Kill. A View to a Kill. Love. Um, she had done a Conan the Barbarian movie with Arnold, which you know my cousins mm. and I just like watched over and over again. And so she was... In the public awareness, but so me and my sister were very much like, oh, she's like that weird lady. She's so cool. Like we just thought she was cool and crazy and over the top and just kind of loved her performance in, in Conan. And um, I think this was my one of my first big introductions to Grace Jones yeah, as a kid, too. Yeah. So so we knew she was out there and kind of kooky. And then this happened and we just we just uh lost our minds yeah, we're never never the same no we were <laughs> and we never will be i mean the best cover of little drummer boy as far as i'm concerned yeah that's true Like the addition of Grace Jones just goes to show that Paul Rubens and the writers, when they were thinking of people to have on for the Christmas special, they just like shot for the moon. Yeah. Like they got the biggest people that they could think of. Yeah. They got shared. The biggest, campiest, uh, <laughs> kind of queer iconiest people. Yeah. And like, was it on purpose? Wasn't it? But the stars just aligned. Well, I think it just fits in with Pee Wee's weird aesthetic, yes. too. There are a bunch of misfits. I know. I think he's subversive. I think yeah. a lot of it is purposeful. 
and by, by design, but it's it's not like he's trying to teach people things something or or I think he's just saying this is these are the tastemakers because yeah. they're not they're not all gay no but they are um, iconic and, and their their work is is you know acknowledged by the queer community right yeah 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 iconic yeah <laughs> iconic yeah speaking of iconic the next people that are grace the playhouse movies that made us gay all-stars frankie and annette oh, this is it. frankie and Annette's third appearance on our podcast oh yeah they were in troop beverly troop hills beverly hills really? back to the beach yeah and this and movie they they were having a moment mm-hmm. in, yeah. around this time i mean what year was uh Troop Beverly Hills, eighty nine, eighty nine. A year later, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, they were they were definitely having a moment, and um, but again, they fit into Pee Wee's kind of like throwback sixties, you know, surf aesthetic. And Paul Rubens knows that. Yeah, these... I that's what I find. I was gonna say, and Paul Rubens knows that these two are cool. Yeah, he knows what's up. Tell me more about that. I mean, just mean cool? cool in that they were, uh, like, icons or representative of that, like, surf culture from these, like, beach movies. Yeah. Very Californian. Very California. And, I th- yeah. yeah, I think just he knew that it fit in with his, like, his 60s surf kind of, like, California-ish vibe, his, like, mid-century mood, you know, um... Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of they're we- yeah. It's weird, but it fits together. Yes, that's what like when I when I, you and I were starting at the same time, I was thinking I got a bit of whiplash, but in the most delightful way from coming from Grace Jones, who looks like that outfit and that performance look like it's about to come out Christmas twenty twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get whiplash back to beach blanket, whatever. Yeah, yeah, from those two, and yet so in the middle of it, the design, like the visual design. Have you heard of the Memphis group design? Mm. Tell us about that's it. That's the 80s. That's 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 like uh, graphic shapes, primary and bright, like neon colors. And okay. It's an Italian design firm that named themselves after Memphis, I think, which is actually um, uh, it's Tennessee, but it's also, I think, uh, uh, like Greek mythology or something. So, okay. um, so that ties into that beach, bright California thing, almost like like – in and out logo type of design yeah. or oh, there's a little gosh. bit of century modern too. So there's this like eclecticness and yet like what you're saying, it all, it knows what it knows its point of view. Okay. We're is, looking at, we're looking at pictures of, of just hashtag of Memphis the, group, hashtag the Memphis group. And it's pretty much the it's, playhouse. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That, yeah. it's that eighties look of, yeah. Like you said, the geometric shapes, the color. Yeah. Oh my God. You're absolutely right. And it was, it's a, it's a California, comic artist that designed Love it. that and was you know got started on the stage show of first gary panter and then there's two other guys that i don't know their listeners yeah. look it up right now uh, okay okay this ties into an episode we just did earth girls are easy that was very much like yes. gina davis's character her house that was the entire aesthetic of that of that house and that was just something in 1988 you know any any sitcom that had a kid their bedroom looked like that yeah, you know, it's Saved by the Bell too. Very Zach Morris's bell. bedroom, but also like DJ Tanner, like her room looked like that. You know the 
this <laughs> this girl that stopped the time with the fingers, the out of this world, you know, all Evie, that. Evie, Evie, all Evie, of, Evie, Evie, yes. all of the character bedrooms that we just aspired to get as yeah. you know, children. Do you know how triggered I am when you talk about about um, Candace Cameron's bedroom on Full House? With the ju- this bitch, <laughs> this is what this is what I'm upset about. This is the obscure shit that gay people get upset about. Sure. If there's anybody out there um, who can identify, when we made it for um, Netflix. All I cared about ever, the whole time I was watching is, mm-hmm. I was waiting for them to open up that closet door upstairs and for George Michael. I was going to say, in, I in the George her, Michael poster. I, <laughs> and I think that conservatism, it erased him. And so I, yeah. I want nothing to do with it. My partner yeah. will watch it, but I, I have to protest. <laughs> you know, uh, okay, D- anyways, so DJ, Tanner, <laughs> DJ Tanner pioneered uh, a crooked poster. Sure. None of her posters were just straight up oh. and down. They're all like tilted askance. Um, yeah. So back to the playhouse. Uh, after Grace Jones gets hauled away, back with back with Reba, who um, who's our next guest? I mean, it's it's Frankie and Annette. Like I oh, said, Frankie and Annette, yeah, and they're making Christmas cards. Sorry. And okay. there is a look that yeah. Pee Wee gives Frankie when Frankie is telling him about their homemade Christmas cards. Yeah, and Pee Wee just has this nooch expression <laughs> that he's just like, "What?" <laughs> I think it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Here we go. How many labor laws is Pee Wee breaking with the two of them? Um, quite a few. Oh, he's awful to them. <laughs> One thousand yeah, cards. That's elder abuse. <laughs> I'm gonna need five hundred of these by sundown. <laughs> oh man, uh, but it's it's really funny though. His his interactions with them, all of them are really good. What are you making, Frankie? I'm making cards out of a potato. What? <laughs> well, you see, first I kind of cut <laughs> a candy cane shape out of the potato like this. Then I simply dip it into some red paint just like that. And then I print it onto some paper and look, a candy cane. See? Mmm. potato <laughs> I hope you don't forget <laughs> Just give a nooch. Ten-year-old me watching this is going, I'm never going to do this handicraft. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this handicraft at home. I'm never going to find that screen. No. Yeah. Annette's, like, mm. Annette's little screen print card that she made, she had a framed screen. What? Who has that? I know. And then she had green tea. Yeah. yeah. Or, gr- you could, or you could just find a stamp in that. That's true. That's true. Well, but they they wanted the, they wanted these to be truly homemade DIY. They did it themselves. Um, they don't get to do, they don't get to do any of the fun stuff. No, because they're making all the Christmas. They're cards. making all those Christmas cards. So our next guest is Cher. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I love how he just turns around and Cher is there. Like oh, most yeah. of the people, they get like introduced into it. But I find it very appropriate that she just sort of um, exists here. Yeah. And I love that Cher's wasn't like a video Zoom call. She went like Cher yeah. showed up, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, oh, you're here, and she's like, oh yeah, I was just uh, dealing with Conky. I was trying to get you know the. I think she. Won- it's a secret word. Is that what Cher wants? Yeah, she's there for and the secret this word. This is peak 1988. Oh I found God. someone, Cher. Like, Cher was doing really well in the late 80s. She had just won her Oscar for Moonstruck. Her music career was taking off again. Like, yeah. it was the Cher renaissance of the late 80s. And she looks amazing. There has not been a decade of my life that I haven't found a play on her name. 
and the word S H A R E share funny. And as she's leaving, he says, "Thank you for sharing." And nods <laughs> to the camera. And I, I, I just want you to know that I did authentically all the way. Thank you for sharing. So uh, I did a little bit of air quotes research, and um, my findings, my sources, okay. close to the production. Um. IMDb Trivia said. Just given to him from the interns. Yes. Uh, that Cher's cameo was taped in okay. 25 minutes. She was whisked in and out of the studio due to a heavy schedule for promotional tour. That's a professional right there. In and out. <laughs> Love it. It's perfection. Yeah. Yeah. She looks so good. Yeah. She's so comfortable in that dress and effervescent. Yeah. And yeah. It's like. Sure. It looks mm-hmm. like it's velvet. That black, like whatever it is that she's wearing. <laughs> yeah, there's like a panel coming down the back and it's sort of a mini in the front. Yeah, it's, it's like a scrunched yeah. up, like scoochy kind of skirt with like a bow. Like, is there like a bow on the back? It's very uh, architectural and hard to describe. I like to think the bagel boy was <laughs> in the wings of the set that day too. She, so. she's so her performance was. I know it's not that big of a deal. She's just on screen for a couple of seconds, but it was so natural and so. It uh, was, yeah. Charismatic. She fits right into the playhouse. Yeah. Yes, and she's and she's there to get the the secret word of the day, which is year. Honky, share with us today's secret word of sure. Secret word is here. Now, you all know what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right, Cher? Ah, that's right. <laughs> For the rest of the day, whenever anyone says a secret word, scream real loud. Ready? Let's try it. <laughs> so, uh, Cher, are you having a nice Christmas so far? Oh, yeah, Pee Wee. Christmas is my favorite time of year. <laughs> that was so cool, Cher. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, Pee-wee. And Pee-wee, <laughs> see you next year. <laughs> that was Cher. What? Cher was right there. I mean, you have lived your life when you get to make that joke to her face. Yeah. At your own door. And she laughs. <laughs> wow. Talk about cred. Yeah. I love it. God, tall Rubens. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a it's a good it's a good moment. It's a good get. It's probably like the biggest like get. Oh yeah. The show. Like I said, they just. I'm getting the vapors right now. I'm getting a little bit clean. They just reach for the stars with these guest stars. Focus. Yeah. (laughs) Well, who who do we have next Mm. after after share? Is is it Oprah? Oh, Joan Rivers. This is when we get the little Joan uh, Rivers throwaway. With the King of Cartoons. Okay, and Joan then, Rivers. She has um, a fun sweater. This yes. is when uh, Pee-wee goes outside to play. While Frankie and Annette have to stay in and do cards, Pee-wee um, meets the Del Rubio triplets. Oh. The heavenly intonations of the Del Rubio triplets. <laughs> we love us some Del Rubio triplets. I do. I do love the Del Rubio triplets. We have uh, we have one of their albums on vinyl. Well, probably their only album on vinyl. We have their cover of These Boots Are Made For Walking, which I believe that they did on an episode okay. of The Playhouse. They were brought back. Or was it this the, the uh, record that you have, how does it compare with the vocal performance 
here because the vocal performance here is interesting. I would have to say it is the same. Oh yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's the okay. old lady voices. Yeah. <laughs> what are, What are they singing? Do Do you remember what they're singing on on this show? Walking in a winter wonderland. Yeah. Walking in okay. a winter it's, wonderland. It's kind of like. <laughs> Snows a little bit. I, it's I a little. It. It's a little nasal. Yeah, it's a little nasal. It's just their. That's just their style of singing. They sound. They sound like mature I women. Mean, I mean, they're a novelty act. Yeah, they're, they're a triplet yeah. act. They have great. They have some yeah. great sets of legs too. Great gams. Um, they're. Uh, they have an episode of the Golden Girls, don't they? They do. It's. Uh, I believe that they are doing a talent show. Yes. It might be a talent. Remember when I can't RuPaul remember. is talking to. Ali, something who wrote the the theme song to the to the Friends show, and she wrote Neutron Dance, and she rediscovered the Del Rubio triplets because they were famous in like for forty years or something. Yeah, well, they have. Did you hear that? They cover the Neutron Dance on the album that we have. Mm-hmm. Yep. With, Wait, wow, are you with, kidding me? With their acoustic guitars, yeah. It's 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 on iTunes. Look Very it up. Cool. It's a really good song. Okay. It's so stupid, but that's the thing. It's like it's it's silly. It's like it's it's a novelty thing, and and yeah, it's I don't know. Pee gets it. Let's manifest when it's safe to um, to be to share space with people. Let's manifest some Christmas experience. Oh, for uh, sure. Where that's playing in the background. Okay. I, I love it. Uh, I also love just kind of uh, separately. I also love the Del Rubio triplets, where um, they're like clearly women in their. 60s you know middle mm-hmm. to later 60s mini skirts and go-go boots oh yeah and just big bouffant hair yeah mm-hmm. and, yeah there's half a dozen gams at all times yeah. with those ladies uh on on a on another side note i think that i think the like the realty on the del rubio triplets is that like none of them married and they all lived together like until they died i the, I, I love that though <laughs> yeah yeah kind of a weird like they were just all like three spinsters they could never be separated yeah because they were just identical triplets wow so we get to a they didn't want to compromise their art maybe there's some sort of uh deep ethic or there you go yeah i like it they couldn't they couldn't write so they couldn't cover songs uh properly if they were uh, distracted by a man so next we get a we we get to another (laughs) gay icon this kook little richard shut up Ken- oh we God. we just rewatched the snatch <laughs> game in which Kennedy Davenport did Little Richard, and it's great. I can watch Kennedy Davenport. This feels like the era that that Kennedy Davenport was doing. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, Little Richard is wearing what looks to be oh, this outfit's out of control. It looks like it's got the shape of a sweatshirt when you cut the sleeves off, like in that eighties kind of way. When you cut the sleeves off a sweatshirt and make it like a short sleeve number, but it is covered in blue and black sequins. And mm. yeah, and uh, he, I mean, he, and then they have a little meet cute, the yes. two of them. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Little Richard's got. I, the, I saw Richard. Little Richard does his own stunts, <laughs> which is mostly a camera cut. He's committed he's to his, like, he's committed to his craft. <laughs> But then the two of them kind of embrace and they like come up together and it was uh, have this another moment. one of those messages, subversive messages. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I never, With those drag queen eyebrows. I never thought of that. Well, he's got like the, if you believe Kathy Griffin, he's got the, the, the tattooed on mustache. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I do really love that he has the, um, the, old, the old pillow tied to his butt. Yep. Like in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just yeah. in case, just in case he falls. But I always like what always gave me pause about this specific scene with Little Richard is what he says to Pee Wee about ice skating and not knowing how to ice skate. And if God wanted me to ice skate, let's, let's take a little listen and see if you can hear what he says. Hi, Pee Wee! Great gosh almighty! Little Richard, oh, are you oh, all right? Oh, you know me, Pee Wee. Always fall out. But I'll get right back up and try again. If at first you don't succeed, you know what they say. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying. Ah! Except I skating, I give up, I quit. If God had wanted me to try and skate, I would have been born with skinny feet and a little head. Looks pretty simple to me. Think so? Then you try. Skinny feet and a little head? Because he's a big head, so he's kind of top heavy. <laughs> sure, but he's, but 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 Peter, I think what you're saying is he's saying a little head. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, I mean, there's that. But I just didn't understand. Like, do ice skaters have small heads? I don't. <laughs> that to me, as a kid, I was like, what in the hell does that mean? I I thought maybe he's just saying he he has he has a big he head a big and someone's head. top heavy. Sure, but, sure, sure. And all that all that. Oh, girl. hearing his voice is so lovely. Oh, I know. I know. He gives me a little bit of brown cow stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning, <Energy>. a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I, woo, I could, oh yeah. And just one of those celebrities that was just there was always rumors that Little Richard was gay, but did he ever publicly <laughs> make yeah, statements rumors. of any of I mean, that? I think Little Richard was a. a I don't believe he has. I be, yeah. think he lives in West Hollywood, and I think it's incredible that he exists. How is it possible? Well, you know? existed. It's kind of he's no longer with us. Incredible. Yeah, he died, didn't he? Oh, he died a while ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he just died like uh, last year. Didn't a few he? years ago. Yeah. No, it wasn't a few years ago. It was um twenty twenty twenty. Was this year? Oh wow! It no. was in May. No shit. But yeah. to be, he passed to away be that year. Fruity, it was like it was. Yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. In, in the fifties? Is that is he from the fifties? Yeah, he's from the fifties. He was. Uh, he, I mean, he would go on you know talk shows, and his whole shtick was, "I invented rock and roll." Yeah, they stole it all from me. Right. That was his whole thing. So yeah, so Elvis uh, gooped him. Elvis gooped him. He was born in nineteen thirty-two. And, uh, yeah, so it was in the 50s when he, he came to prominence with, yeah, just Tutti Frutti and all that stuff. And why oh, in man. my memory did he die a few years ago? I don't know. And it was this year. Because this year this has, is how has weird, been a few years. This is how weird 2020 is. Yeah, it's true. I'll start with this Mandela effect nonsense. My partner won't show up about this. <laughs> I won't stand for it. But, oh, no, goodness. I feel you. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I also think that he... Also was kind of having a moment in the late 80s, early 90s, where he was just in a yeah. lot of things. Um, right. Would he frequent Hollywood Squares with Joan at yes. this time? Uh, yeah, he was definitely on okay. at that yeah. time. Uh, and as, and in the later iteration with mm-hmm. um, with Kathy and all them. Uh, he also was in um, – Scott, you and I talk about this. We haven't talked about it on the show yet, but – you remember Mother Goose, Mother Goose Rock, Rock and Rhyme? Ah, oh, love it. <laughs> With Shelley Duvall, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did an mm. episode of Blossom. He did an episode of Columbo. He was in Voices That Care, 
we just watched Voices That Care, which was the uh, We Are the World knockoff that they made for the Gulf War in um, in 1991. Oh, look it up. It's weird. Yeah, look it up. It's got Celine. It's amazing. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that's Little oh, Richard. okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that's Little Richard's uh, little bit. Um, another queer icon, Katie Lang. Oh, KD. So, I think that this was one oh, of my geez. first big... Um, impressions of a lesbian when i was a child yeah that there's something there's something different about this one and i really can't peg it is this a man or a woman yes i mean she's wearing (laughs) that dress is both a it is a denim country moment with these sort of Uh, i love it it's um, great snowflakes it's also mechanics coveralls and a white t-shirt yeah, it's both of those things at yeah. the same time. Yeah, from like the from like the waist up, it's definitely yeah. It looks like it could be coveralls. It's masculine. Yeah. It's feminine. Oh, it's power feminine. top. It's fashion. power top up here, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the, and then there's the bottom. Wow! And how cool was it? That- and the choreo. <laughs> she, I mean, she's doing. She's. I don't even. She's doing this her this entire performance to. Puppets. Yeah. Marionettes. That's all she's got with her. Yeah. And, okay. and she's killing it. Yeah. It's like manic, right. crazy, yeah. like uh so I, I kind of It's a lot of elbows. <laughs> you know you know what it you know how you can you said the the this is the the legacy is the Ashley Simpson jig on SNL. In her little jig? <laughs> you can see yeah, you can see the butterfly effect from Katie Lang in 1988 on Pee Wee Special. Oh my goodness! Yeah, to me, I mean, to me at the time, I just, I just thought that she looked like a very pretty boy, you mm-hmm. know, in a dress. I still think that yeah. I still think that she looks like a a prettier Tobey Maguire. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, no, I was feeling a little bit of that, and not not even just in a funny way. I really yeah. was like, "Oh, that's just uh, someone that's mag- magnetic." Yeah. I, I, I sure. I'm attracted to her, and, and I love her, and I I love the her voice. Even oh, even mm-hmm. here, her instrument is so special, and it really is truly. It's up there with Whitney and people that just have. There's a musculature and that that throat yeah. that can make a sound, you know. And anyway, it's blessed, blessed. And I love that Pee-wee's Playhouse ahead, didn't tone her down at all. Yeah. That this is a this is going to yeah. be a Christmas special that's going to go out to families around America and they didn't feel the need to tone down who she was. This is just Katie Lang. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't fami- I mean, I don't think many of us unless you were, you know, brought up in country music were kind of aware of her as an artist, but you know, I think it was just it was early in her career and so I think yeah, it was taking a chance on having this kind of like fringe country singer on the show and then not what 3 years later does she release Constant Craving, like which was huge, uh, really masterpiece. That makes huge, sense. I didn't think about the fact that this is adult contemporary that. Yeah. charter. Yeah, and we're I, not even too. There's a performance that really caught me off guard that we're not to yet, um, <laughs> and, which is surprising because you would think it would be Katie Lang and 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 her uh, her pipes, but yeah, I just anyway, re- it was great. I just remember real quick when Constant Craving first hit the scene. I remember hearing it 
on like on K Rock here in LA, our like local alternative rock station, they played Constant Craving for about a week until it like kind of broke. And I was kind of like mm-hmm. shocked at the time. Like, wow, do you remember listening to song? it before it charted? Yeah, because it, they were playing it on, you know, and my sister listened to that station. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is this? And like, we would listen to it and found out what it was. And then it just, then it became the like, what was that Adele song? Hello. It became the hello of like, of like yeah. 1991 or 92. Yeah. Because it was just everywhere. She sang the love song uh, to my first love when I was, I met my first love at. Oh. At twenty, at Rage, may she may Rage <laughs> oh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. And pour one out. Let's pour one out for Rage. Last, you know, we lost mm-hmm. this summer. And um, it was the air that I breathe. Um, she did a whole album where all the songs are about smoking. <laughs> and that song was playing at the Starbucks when I was kind of flirting. You know, ooh, so. that <laughs> Starbucks like in West Hollywood. It's gorgeous. The yeah. legendary Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It is. Pick like... up Central. <laughs> no, we met at Rage, but we we happened to just coincidentally both be IE boys, and so we met back at the Starbucks at the Ontario Mill in the Empire. <gasps> oh, I love it. At the oh, okay, Ontario I see. <laughs> Even better. Oh yeah. yeah, let's meet up. Let's have our date at the Mills. Oh yeah. boy, we're, we, we're best friends. Twenty year meet me and him. So I still play that every now and then, not in a weird, creepy way. But sure, yeah, you know, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so Princess Jaja makes a brief appearance. Oh, Princess Jaja, her brief dalliance oh into royalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's. I want to. I, I want to clarify because it's important. She's stylized as Princess Jaja because they um, they ended the monarchy before her husband's. Right. became prince and so he changed his name to prince with oh, a Z. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> like jaja gabor would be because he wasn't actually a prince oh my god jaja gabor would be as if like yeah, the, kardashians, the, original kardashian. the kardashians existed in the 80s and somehow married right into a royal family wait he was adopted right. as an adult by a princess of Germany? Oh, I didn't know any of goodness this. Goodness gracious. This is too much. You guys, look up really? Frederick wow. Prince von Anhalt. I I bet that Princess Jaja's wiki page is a fascinating afternoon read. Oh, my God. The amount of husbands. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, nine. Jaja was married nine times. I mean, Jaja and Eva Gabor. Eva Gabor was the talent. Beauties. Beautiful. Yeah. They were they were lovely, beautiful Hungarian sisters. Isn't there a third sister? I think there's a third one. Yes. I don't know, but she, um, she they, they barely let her say that she, I love you um, to Pee Wee. Yeah, and, and Pee Wee was like, okay, all right, all right, and he's like hustling her out the door. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh look, there's Cher, Zaja, go find Cher. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll give you a ride back to the airport. Um, interesting that that hers was yeah. so rushed. <laughs> Because Jaja again was also having a moment in the late '80s. She also was, wasn't she in Troop Beverly Hills? She was in Troop Beverly Hills. She is in also Nightmare Dream Warriors. She, she's in Nightmare on Elm Street Three, yeah. Dream and definitely Warriors. someone who I think had a reputation of she'll be there for an envelope for like an envelope opening, the opening of an envelope. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's Jaja. Yes, yeah. But you know, she was there with with the Countess. Yeah, <laughs> I love all the ca- countesses <laughs> moo uh, moo puns. Oh, I love it! I could I could watch just a big cow with with like a pearl necklace and and like a tiara. I think that's so funny. So cute! <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> the countess. <laughs> Who do we have next? So we discussed uh, 
Diana Shore a little bit. Diana Shore, yeah. On the Zoom calls. I like to choose to think that she's a lesbian. Sure. That's up in the air. We'll let you decide. We'll Mm -hmm. let you decide. And then apocryphal. She's an apocryphal lesbian. Yeah. And then a brief (laughs) appearance by Oprah. Yeah. Very Two Oprah. Oprah episodes in a row, Pete. Yeah, Oprah. I mean, I mean, yeah, she's having a little MTMUG moment here. <laughs> yeah, Oprah again. Very I mean, we enjoyed. love Oprah, but I wouldn't say it was a share level performance. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. but she was there. This definitely felt yeah. like here, Oprah. You're on a commercial break. Say hi to Pee Wee really quick. Yes, she was. She was doing her like coming up on uh, ABC Seven. Don't don't miss you know the news. Mm-hmm. And here's Pee Wee. <laughs> she had like a round that she was just like spitting him out, spitting him out. She's a pro. She's Oprah. Who do we got next? Uh, Charo. <sighs> Charo. There she this is. Bitch. This is oh the one. God. This is the one. This is it right oh here. God. This like bedazzled beret. <laughs> the nail. Um. <laughs> I get a little emotional. Heat it. <laughs> her voice is so sweet. It is. I thought her voice was so sweet when she was singing. It is. And yeah. she's so beautiful. Her crimped hair. I I'm, Her crimped hair, her the body oddy, yeah. she's playing that guitar. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't you know, if if you're not familiar with Charo listeners, you know, and you maybe you've only seen her in this or whatever, she is playing that guitar. Oh yeah. She is a accomplished uh spanish flamenco guitarist um she play you know she plays with her nails like that's that's a thing you know some a lot of male you know flamenco guitarists grow their nails out on their left hand so that they can play specifically the way she does she's playing it it looks like she's faking it when you yeah. watch closely but i mean that's just how she you know fingers it, well it also looks like she, like it looks she's she's kind of lip sync playing but yeah. she um you can tell she's doing a train strum with one hand and mm-hmm. she's hitting chords with the other hand and the voice is really lovely yes. and, and yeah. you, you, she gets put in all of these campy situations on the love boat mm-hmm. historically um and so forget you know that she is uh just so talented yes. and such a personality and Still, get in her Instagram page and follow her because just watching oh, yeah. her walk down the sidewalk and yeah. give you a, a word of affirmation, it will – it's a small charo and we don't deserve her. Yeah. I think her Instagram posts, especially during COVID and all that, she has just been doing everything she can to To be, raise people's spirits. Yeah, to be a positive – presence and, in the world and uh, do you guys know she just lost her husband you know her husband oh, just died uh, after no. i don't know how many years he, he was pretty that. depressed so she was taking care of him and yeah she gets out there and does her charo thing oh, so goodness. yeah that's too bad bless that indomitable one. spirit <laughs> uh, in, yeah <laughs> team I, talent i was mere yards away from charo once when was this and uh it was an amazing wow. experience it was when i was on um on uh, Spanish language television. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was in, I was in the, a backup band for Elvis Crespo, who is a a, uh, a Spanish language uh, singer, and um, with friend of oh, the pod wow. Jose Galvez. Yes, with friend of the pod Jose Galvez. I was in I was in a in a backing band for Elvis Crespo on an awards show. It was a sports awards program. That was aired on Spanish language TV, and um, we were, you know, in the band for this performance, and we were doing the rehearsal, this like uh, the blocking on the stage 
because it was going to be live. And uh, we were walking throughout the auditorium looking at all the little name, you know, the pictures of the people that are on the seats. And I was like, oh, look, Charo's so close to the stage. That's exciting. Charo's going to be here. Mm. And as we broke for like for lunch before we came back to start it, we're walking out the like side of the theater and there's some people in front of us. Just like a lot of like look like security and just people. And then right in the middle is one little teeny woman and they're walking in front of us, away from us. So we see them from the back and she's wearing all white and it's a pantsuit. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. And like we kind of like walked and went around them and I looked back and it was Charo. And she was beautiful and teeny tiny, just little petite. And I, yeah, I I didn't get to say anything to her, but I was just like, oh. In her presence, it was great, and I loved it. Yeah, and I'll always remember uh, it. Thank you for yeah. that story and her performance totally. of, of Feliz Navidad and her little exchange with Pee Wee afterwards, where she also gives them so a, funny pastel de fruta. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he, I love when he when he mugs to the camera when he's like, "What does Anya mean?" <laughs> like. So naughty. You know what's great about this show when you're watching it with the commercials? It reminds you why it was so special because at the commercials, it'll, it'll, there was one for Land Before Time. There was one for a like, like live action Scrooge special. Um, and a couple of other movies. And everything is so earnest and kind of saccharine and very like, oh, little children, come and see this entertainment. And Pee Wee is not earnest. <laughs> no. Okay, Jared, yeah. you're bringing me back. She's- because my tape of this growing up. It went from the land before time yeah. to Pee Wee's Christmas special. So that must have been the, 88. That must have been the order that they aired in. Yeah. Yes, this is when Zach the Lego Lego Maniac was was writing the screen. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> my my good friend Zach. <laughs> a little a little too early for Crossfire. Crossfire. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, eighty-eight man. That was a that was a good year. Yeah, that was my tape growing up. Yeah, that was. And I used to watch it a lot. I mean, who wouldn't? And still to this day, whenever I would, whenever I'll go back and revisit a little bit of Land Before Time, single tear, single tear, and I'll just have to put on Pee Wee. Uh, okay, because it'll always bring you back to, mm-hmm. to what was what was next on the tape. I love it. Yeah. Um, for me, I will say seeing uh, seeing a piñata and Pee- and uh, you know Pee Wee <laughs> learning about that from Ricardo. Now, I will say I grew up having piñatas at my birthday parties. We never did one for Christmas, but I do know that that is. I was surprised about that too. Yeah, is it a thing? It is, I think it's a thing in Mexico. Sure, um, but I think it's kind of an older thing. But um, yeah, so we we always had them for Christmas, and I'm, I'm sorry for our birthdays, and you know it's it, it was definitely a thing of of family members being on rooftops or the sides of cinder block walls, risking their lives so that children could beat the hell out of each it, other. This particular pinata really packed a punch oh my i don't goodness. know if you noticed it like it was cute for a second and then it was nuclear fallout and yeah. i was getting a little nervous yeah. also, just because charo was right there we need to protect her well <laughs> also peewee is blindfolded and running around with this oh, stick and he, charo he better not hit charo he almost hits her yeah i was watching and she was kind of she's performing and in during her yeah. performance she's kind of like positioning herself 
she's trying to, and I'm sitting here thinking, are they insured for this? Like, do yeah. they have Charles insurance? Because I'm like, this he, is a national, this is an international treasure. Yeah, he can't be. That blindfold can't be opaque. He has to be able to see through it. He cheats. We do know that he, yeah, he's not the most ethical because <laughs> he's a little stinker and children. So, yeah. yeah, but this this pinata didn't seem to have any candy in it. It was probably packed by. My grandmother, because it, it was had low like on the camera. ash from Pompeii at the very end. It almost was like a, um, like there was some sort of rain effect that they added to whatever sure. actual confetti they had yeah. on set. It seemed like a lot, of, like that a confetti was- cannon. They gave it a little uh, TV wipe. Yeah, they zhuzhed, they okay. zhuzhed it. So that does it with the major guest stars. Sure. And throughout well, it, uh, I was going to say throughout we have. Well, how very dare because what about Miss Renee? But we did mention her. Miss I Renee, was going to say yeah. throughout we have sort of the Pee Wee staples like right. Miss Renee. Yes. Um, the King of okay. Cartoons. Penny. Penny. Randy. Randy. We love Randy. <laughs> Randy is the so, real stinker. Penny. <laughs> Yeah, Randy, actually, I was going to say Randy is kind of what we're talking about with Pee uh, Wee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penny is Wallace and Gromit people. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And she looks the like stop animation for, like, the credits and stuff is the people that made the, the original, like, MTV. Okay, When sure. the eyeballs and goo would be coming out of that, like, claymation guy. So yeah. a lot of that stuff is, like, sort of the people that were, yeah. you know, entertaining us as children, which is really exciting. Yeah. And when they Because imagine the work of having to go and get all these people and have them create things. So that's that's the probably slow going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think a Penny cartoon yeah. would take a, And the Penny uh, cartoon, they would just talk to a child. And they would animate to it. Okay. They would just ask her questions, wow. and they yeah. asked her about Christmas. And that they was got my all favorite these one. Weird, they got all of these weird responses about picking out the dress. Yes, because watching the movie. It was a different little girl that that was Penny in every episode of Pee Wee, and this one to me was always oh. my favorite Penny mm-hmm. um, iteration. She was really good. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, I did notice that. Um, in the phone booth, in his in his phone booth, like little Zoom situation, the screen bef- before someone comes on or as it's like ringing, there was like a stop motion claymation, like uh, just like a visual effect, and it it reminded me mm. of stuff that you would see on MTV, like during a commercial or so, or or the little station break little ads with like the big M that would be like walking down the street or whatever when they would do that fun stuff. It, it reminded me of that. So that, that makes a lot of sense that they, that they brought those people in. And, um, the, the, um, the, the cartoon King, am I saying his, his title correctly? King of cartoons. King of cartoons. The King of cartoons. And sorry, princess Jaja. I know that, that <laughs> um, uh, there's precedent or whatever, but, um, that apparently is from the Betty Poop Popeye kind of okay i think those were just it's it's literally the voices of betty boop popeye olive oil are the voices of that like santa claus and then the kids are all betty boop i can't remember the Uh, animator name but i think those were also were just archived at the studios that they could just pretty much get for free yeah public yeah public domain yeah like all those old like superman and you get that weird shot he actually this the Santa Claus, apparently, I don't know because I'm not um, 125 years old, but uh, the Santa <laughs> Claus is, he's when he gets getting into the Santa suit, he starts off as a character from Betty Boop's actual cartoon show, so it sure. might have been kind of shown. I don't know. Okay. And you get that weird stop-motion shot of the tree. Yeah. It's at the like end. A, How visual. is that possible? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was, because, you know, remember Robert Rabbit, Ro- Roger Rabbit 
like, we invented new technology. And I'm like, really? Because in 1935, they were able to put <laughs> a live, tel- a live tel- a Christmas tree I think in an animation? They just wanted a, three- been to. They just wanted a <laughs> three-dimensional image, so they yeah. just did a stop motion. It's so and, effective, though. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. And it's just that thing of, like, of Pee-wee's weird um, kind of, like, timelessness. Because I remember specifically... With the movie, with Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, and my dad and I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not, but I've told Scott this a lot, that my dad and my uncle um, loved it. They loved Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And me and my cousins would watch it nonstop. So it was good that they liked it because we forced them to watch it so much. But I remember my uncle specifically just being like, he had a couple of questions. And he was like, A, is Pee-wee a kid? Like, is this character supposed to be a little boy? Or is he like a grown-up? Valid. Yeah. And then his second question was like, is it the 50s? Like, is it supposed to be, you know, is this supposed to be in like the period, you know, because Francis and his father wore those like jumpsuits and, you know, Pee-wee's just in like this like plaid suit. But Dottie also looks very 80s. But then Dottie and the BMX kids are super 80s. So, yeah. So these like crazy elements are all thrown in there and it just brings up these questions, but I think you're not supposed to answer them. You're just like, it's a part of the charm yeah, of the Pee Wee universe. Yeah. And these super old timey cartoons are just mm-hmm. another yeah. bit of that, of that like charming quality. And I, I love animation and like any form, you know, so this property just having so many types of animation just was something that drew me to it mm-hmm. from the beginning. And, and those weird cartoons that would just be like, Maybe modern kids of the eighties were just like, "Oh, what are these stupid cartoons from like, you know, our grandparents' time?" But something that you would see on so like cool. KTLA early in the morning or something yeah. when they didn't have programming. I honestly, I can't fathom it because when it's when it's put into the context of the show, it's exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, it's it, pretty it genius. Make, it's it's super eclectic, but it makes sense for some reason. There is something mm-hmm. that is cohesive about it. It is just a lot, but um, and I I, I like. That it's not specific because you can kind of just dissociate into the world and get lost in, in, in it. Yeah, it's very complete in that way. So, and he's he's you know he's indefatigable about that. But uh, Jed Apatow had a hard time working with them because he uh, it has to be the vision, you know. So, oh, okay. Are you? That's interesting. You're referring to to Pee Wee. If he ended up working with Jen Apatow, I don't remember if they worked together. But but uh, back then he was too. Like all of the set designers and stuff were like, yeah, it was hard because everything has to be signed off by Paul Rubens before it can can be put on the show. Right. And he he's he he said he's kind of proud of himself because he had you know a little bit more hood spot than he probably should have saying I want creative (laughs) control. But he had heard I can't remember who his example was, but there was some example of like someone else that had full creative control. Right. He's like I want that, so he got it. Yeah, it it was Joan Crawford. Um, No, but I mean it it makes sense for a character like this because because you could who was Joan Crawford? The the person that the person that had control. Yes. Um, it makes sense that he had creative control or wanted it because I could see a, a property like this, a character like this being so diluted by a network, sure. you know, or a movie studio. People who don't get it. Yeah, yeah. People who don't get it saying, well, why don't you, instead of having, you know, Miss Yvonne have a beehive, why doesn't she, you know, be like a Valley girl, you know, and it's like oh, lost. Yeah. 
Every time people try to define camp, and it is very exactly. camp, and it's yeah. again, it's like you can't, you just know it when you see it, yeah. like porn. And speaking of, actually, <laughs> it's camp in the most purest form. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, the ending of this of this special has the biggest star of them all, Santa Claus. Yeah, because kind of the wraparound story is that Pee Wee is kind of forgetting what Christmas is all about. Christmas is a time that we should mm-hmm. be thinking of others. What we could do for others. What we could what do, we for, do others. for others. Because <laughs> Pee Wee has his big Christmas list for Santa. I want a wood-burning kit. A deluxe wood-burning kit. A deluxe kit. wood-burning kit. Cash. Always a practical a practical gift. I feel like I always say that <laughs> whenever I'm filling out my Christmas whenever gift every says, year. What do you want for, for your birthday? But Pete Cash. is... Uh, but Peter, he's forgetting the true meaning of Christmas. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, oh, my gosh. But we can't forget. So Pee-wee's forgetting the true meaning of Christmas, but we're forgetting one of the most important parts. We talked about it earlier. And the fruitcake wing? The construction crew and the fruitcake. <laughs> These guys that they got just yeah. look like they walked off of, like, a cult set. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember them being that, like, ripped. Yeah. And well, wait, wait, wait. We're skipping ahead a little bit. Can we work up to them just real quick? Sure. Can I point yeah, out yeah. my um, – this is my academic analysis yeah. and insight gathering mission. Tell me. <laughs> so they tell the Christ story and they, oh, they, they, they yeah. cut to the archival footage of yeah. the children doing the Passion Play. Yeah. No, the Passion Play is uh, Christmas. That's <laughs> They're crucifying a baby. It's, it's confusing. <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. That's easy. So, um, <laughs> it's some QAnon bullshit. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> so, oh, wow, um, don't even talk about it. Um, I noticed that the archival footage that they chose looks pretty unhappy and pretty dismal of those children at church. That Joseph and Mary, they look do, pretty miserable. They do not want to be on that stage. They are just like, get me out of here. Yeah. So then they cut back to uh, Randy's there, and because uh, Randy's the one I think that's asking, isn't Randy involved in this? Or am I? Confused? Yes, because he he shuts off the lights to the Christmas tree, and you know Pee Wee says like, "Hey, you know, like you're ruining everything, and you don't know the meaning of Christmas." And Randy uh, says, <laughs> "Can you see him?" Randy Randy's. Randy says that the um, there is no true meaning of Christmas, and it was invented by you know stores to capitalize on consumer guilt which i love well true but so yeah so uh <laughs> yeah so then then um he says uh something about um straighten you out someone says to peewee or peewee says to someone straighten you out and then the other person cowboy oh, cowboy curtis said, um draws the attention back to the fruitcake it's kind of important the quote oh, i don't have the what? quote but basically i think there's some symbolism of they try to say christmas is really about the birth of jesus christ and then um, it's kind of like, no, let's straighten you out back into this world, which is a very queer world. Yeah. And then they – did you notice that the, that the fruitcake wing is a church? It is, yeah. yeah. It's got there is stained glass. glass back there. Yeah. There are Bob and Rod, the gay centerfold yeah. from Palm Springs, 1985. <laughs> International male. Putting the finishing touches <laughs> on a church made of uh, – out of butt sex. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't you right. think there's a message there? I'm not. I may not be stating it very. Sure, I can right, say it. But, no. But, but, yeah, it's, it's just like much like the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which kind of has stopped in its tracks by this, you know, um, academic description of, you know, the Christmas story yes. 
if you will. But I think what you're saying is Pee Wee's saying, okay, yes, that is Christmas and that's why it was celebrated. But what we're going to do is we're just going to celebrate the holiday of being with our family and friends. And and, and everybody's included. You can inc- be Jewish. Including Mrs. Renee. Yeah, yeah, she's there the entire time singing carols with you everybody. You can be Latin. Yeah. 100%. Every brick of, of, of fruitcake was brought by a friend. Yeah. And it's about seeing the colors and it's about everybody being included. It's not about, I'm not saying it's about like shitting on faith and about religion. No. Yeah. But, uh, it isn't, it is an inclusive special and it's somewhere. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Wow. I love that. I love that was so insightful. We never, we never would have gone there ourselves. That may have been a hot take. No, we love it. I love it. It's a good hot take. And, and um, I feel like it'll it, give us a reason to watch that scene again, so we can see those those biceps. Mm-hmm. And one of them is shirtless because, of course, <laughs> right? it's well, shirtless. First, yeah, yeah, they give you the one that's on the floor, and then they kind of pan up, and you're like, Ooh. <laughs> he's coming down off that ladder, Miss, showing Miss, off those Missy guns. Vaughn is like, Florida, get in here. We're about to have a key party. <laughs> he has that. She goes up on the. She goes up on the ladder. She goes up on the ladder with you know on full display. Oh my god, floor. Oh man. Her and Flory are just having a torrid affair that we don't know about. <laughs> I think I think Reba would be really <laughs> Reba's really the one that's just like, let me in. I am gonna go and help them finish off this this fruitcake wing. Oh, is Reba getting a peek in there too? I think Reba's <laughs> I think Reba's thirsty for construction workers. Okay. <laughs> she you know, she's, she's I think because this is why she ended up on Law and Order, because she was she was collecting clues at, at you know, from this whole like arcane religious message, and she realized, I think I am a private detective. I love it. <laughs> she retired from mail carrying. <laughs> to, but she's still working with the government. She went from uh, USPS to <laughs> law enforcement. You know what? Retirement and benefits. Yeah. Shoot. 25 years, man. You don't have to pay a dime into healthcare. <laughs> Isn't it a relief knowing that our t- tax dollars go to that great woman? <laughs> and uh, Reba the Mill. It's like who's going to deliver? Who's who's going to deliver Grace Jones? If we don't pay our taxes, right? Reba is Reba. She's played by uh, S. Apatha Merkerson, and like you said, she was on uh, Law and Order SVU for a million years. Oh, so oh, so she's set for life. Oh yeah, yeah, she is set for life. She has a mansion. Yeah, solidly build a fruitcake probably. <laughs> she started on Law and Order in 1991. She has most recently oh, done after that. 107 episodes of Chicago Med. Chicago Fire. Yeah. That's a lot of hours on TV. So she's that's, just like... That's just of that show, 107 episodes? Of, yeah, just of Chicago Med. Just this journey woman TV yeah. actor that's just been consistently working for decades. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get your heart out, Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Go S. Apatha Merkerson. Look her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that was a that was a that that was a really good uh, for, was, forensic analysis. It was a pretty good of, deep dive uh, into Pee Wee. Yeah, Pee-wee. we kind of covered it all. Okay, I have I have a quick I have a quick trivia for you. We didn't right. we we didn't cover one thing. Okay, so here here are the it's we'll do a play Jeopardy style. Lay it on us. Our loss. Um, <laughs> Alex. Uh, Nurse Nancy. Catalina Tire Shark and turn up the heat. That's the answer. Nurse Nancy, Catalina Tiger Shark, and turn up the heat. Oh my goodness. Do I have enough time to Google this? 
What is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Scott, Scott, do you have a guess? Sarasota, Florida is is another clue. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What do you? This what? is this is these this is the triple uh, bill uh, films that were playing at the Triple X Theater in Sarasota, Florida. This is what he was actually. <laughs> oh sure. He got busted. <laughs> of course, you had to bring up that. <laughs> I was hoping that we could avoid it. <laughs> listen, listen. He's not perfect, just forgiving. <laughs> oh man. And 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 you know who came to his you know who was one of the people that came to his defense? Bill Cosby. Really? Wow. Yeah, he said whatever he may have done, he didn't do he hasn't done that to children, which uh to end on a weird note, huh? Okay, what what's something like that we can talk about? I mean, you know, <laughs> the whole thing is like with the with that whole scandal, I think People even forget that it was just like all I was doing was jerking off in a movie theater in a porno yeah. theater. He wasn't assaulting no, but, but, anybody. He didn't pay anybody to do. Oh, come on. No. And in the big cities, there were actually rallies in support of him. So there were yeah. a lot of people that that defended him. I just at that time, you know, it was just a tough sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys were talking on another episode about family values, and it was that period of time, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. But, you know, we all, we'll always have the Playhouse and the Christmas special. And he came back in a big way with the live show. And, you know, he's got the Netflix movie, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which Pee-wee's Big Holiday. And he's working on another one. Is he working on another one? Okay. He's been working on funding for an idea he's had for a while. Interesting. Google. Um, yeah. I just have to say, if you haven't seen Pee-wee's Big Holiday, the Netflix movie, it is essentially a romantic comedy with him and a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, oh, yeah. His love interest okay. is Joe I... Manganello. Mm hmm. <laughs> like... Wow. I only saw half of it. Yeah. I need to go back and. Did you, did you like the whole thing? I mean, it's not my favorite. It's not our favorite. It's cute. It has its moments. Yeah. It, it has some fun okay. stuff. The uh, faster pussycat kill, kill, like, girls. With like the big beehives and you know robbing banks and all that stuff, it's it's fun. It has fun. It has fun stuff. The farmer's daughter stuff. We also, mm-hmm. I, 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 we also didn't talk about the Jewish dinosaurs. Sure. Yeah, I love we, that the we, dinosaurs yeah, are we, Jewish. We kind of gloss over them a little bit. And I, I like the sound of it because it reminds me. Remember the end of the show? How how like magical the end of the TV show is? Yeah, because he go in and get his bike I, and he. Essentially, go home because he's at the playhouse. And there's kind of like, even when you're watching it originally, you can almost just sense like a nostalgia, even just when it freshly came out. And I think that is that music was made by the guy from Devo. It's sure. Mother's the, Bone, the, yeah. the, oh no, the the intro is, but I think he might have done the outro music too. He did. Yeah, Mark there's Mother's Bone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, I have to say, on that note, I as a kid watching it. That end, that outro song, you're right. I don't know if it's uh, what it is about it, but it's it signaled to me that the show was ending whenever he would go to get his helmet to jump on his scooter. I was like, oh, no, that's the end of the episode. And I would get sad. And, and that song music. was a little sad I was like, I'm to me. getting sad. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's right, because little me remembers that it's over. It's over, yeah. Because <laughs> Pee-wee's going home. And then it would be like yeah. Soul Train or something. Oh, well. I mean. <laughs> Which that would be kind of fun. Okay. But so, um, uh, right. uh, really quickly, I also did uh, – I also do remember at the time 
not being uh, of the Jewish persuasion myself, um, I'm not, none, none of the three of us are, any of us are the chosen people. But um, that was my first... I'm a step Jew. My step okay. dad is, but um, that doesn't really count. Go ahead. It does not count at all. Um, that was my first like, introduction. You don't know my story. <laughs> <laughs> my first introduction to the dreidel song, and I thought that it was made up for the show, but it is, in fact, a real song. Yeah. <laughs> True. And I didn't see that coming. Even now, I forgot the fact. I'm like, oh, that's fine. She's, he's going to spin it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Going? I forgot that it goes in the dark. Yeah. And the little, the little like decorations fall back but behind them. Like it's really cute the way it happens. Like visually, and one of them has a little yarmulke yeah. on it. The little dinosaur is a tiny little yarmulke. It's very cute. It is very cute. Yeah, and Mrs. Renee has very quality. Like, Mrs. Renee has like a sixties eye, some going beautiful on. Eye, eyebrows. She's got like white. <laughs> yes, I, white I, eyeshadow. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she was giving me Julianne Moore in a single man. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember watching the tail end of Pee Wee's Playhouse when I was a kid. Probably sure. some of the last episodes of the season I remember airing on Saturday morning. Uh-huh. I'm probably the last generation of kids that remembers watching Pee Wee on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I would have so. been pretty little. It would have been very very young if it was in first run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw somewhere that there's there there they didn't air. When that when the scandal happened, they, there were five that didn't air. Okay. And I was I'm sitting here. I'm thinking. I bet you guys know where they are or have them already, <laughs> or they're just included. Do you think that they're? In, I guess we'll, I f- we'll Google it later. I feel like they're probably just on Netflix. With, yeah. With all the other episodes, they probably just got everything. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. I I'm gonna go watch them. Yeah, I mean they hold up. I they're fun. Just watch the whole thing. The Del Rubio triplets yeah. are in another episode. You know, uh, there's a. In the early seasons, there's a playhouse gang. There's three little kids. One of them is Natasha, and one of them is Natasha Leon. Leon. Yeah, yeah, Natasha Leon. So, uh, uh, so that's a lot of fun. But uh, I, I think the show holds up. I think still really cute. Yeah, it's still really cute. the The movies are really great. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, in particular, obviously is is a classic. Um, but yeah, I mean, this show, this aesthetic, these people, it's very like, it's it's subversive. Like you said, it's edgy. It's punk rock. Yeah. yeah, and just a part of Americana and pop culture. Yeah, that's essential viewing. In I my can't opinion, com- I can't compete with Charles, but I did stay in the Gypsy Wagon from uh, what is that, Big Top? Oh yeah, that was a Big Top Huey. You stayed in the Gypsy Wagon. Yeah. How did you do that? Did you Airbnb it's in, or something? It's in Joshua Tree. There's a um, a really cute uh, Airbnb. They're all like little RVs that are very fanciful, and um, it's in gorgeous condition. And you can just go rent and stay in it. Wow. You know, Kate Pearson it's, owns yeah. Kate Pearson owns an Airbnb, uh, uh, an Airstream like hotel situation like a vacation rental it's just like that mm-hmm. but i don't think it's that it's not that one, one. okay because i know it's out in the desert somewhere that's so interesting yeah wow that's fun i would definitely like to look into that. i do think it's a gay guy that owns it sure. maybe it's her because she's actually uh, a lesbian i think mm-hmm. right I'm not, yeah probably i think that that, that yeah she has a wife she has a wife she's in she, i think they live in yeah. connecticut and then they have that here too she's yeah. the red hair well, i should know this i'm sorry but she's the red hair Everyone, right? And yes, Cindy's she's, the blonde. She, yes. Kate is red hair. Cindy. Cindy. Okay. This, sorry. Maybe this is for another day, but uh, <laughs> it's important to No, it is the B fifty two. We uh, we here at Movies That Made Us Gay headquarters. Ever since Earth Girls Are Easy episode, are experiencing a B fifty two's renaissance. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just there is an iTunes Essentials B52s playlist that I am just like on a loop in my headphones. Yeah, we've been listening to it is a it, lot. They're like this is one or a different one. Well, send it to me because I want I want to join you on that journey. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'm a member story. of the Debbie Club. So. <laughs> oh, what a good song! Oh my goodness, this has been a All right. lot of fun. We better dude. wrap this up. Yeah. It's so good to talk to you. Up. We miss watching Drag Race with you. I just Scott, a little sprinkle of love from my heart. Uh, here, right <laughs> we miss it. Oh, thank you, both you. of you. Thank oh, you for letting me come and talk about. We tried doing Zoom Drag Race watching, but it didn't quite work out. For the later half of the season, but we the, tried though. The the what? Our our Zoom attempts to do uh, a drag race viewing, screen sharing with the drag race. Oh, the limits of Wi-Fi, and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. One of these days, we're going to get one of those Pee Wee video booths. And, <sighs> and, uh, yeah, I love it. We'll put it up in our in our media closet. Yeah, definitely. Well, this okay. has been well, so, much so much fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. We would love to have you on again. You are super fun. But in the meantime, we bid you adieu. Good night, man. All right. And thanks for listening, everybody. That was another great episode. Jared came with the jokes. Oh, my goodness. We love Good him. Good guess, that one. We I love, love him. him. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wow. I can't get over this episode. It was so much fun. But um, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We would love it if you would subscribe to our show. We'd also love it if you would rate and review us. Give us five stars. Five stars. Anywhere you can. But before uh, we say all of our social media outlets, we're just going to do a couple of shout outs for our wonderful patrons on patreon and uh let's see who do we have to say hello to this week we'd like to say hi to genevieve thomas don mcbride josh clement emma melly aaron bent melinda and jim shirley Jessica Torres, John Miller, Nick Thomas, Christine Asher, Rufino Cabong, and Mitch Ralston. Thank you guys for being a friend. If you'd like to follow us on Patreon, head over to www.patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. You can get our bonus content, our watch with us commentary tracks. Yes, indeed. We just dropped another fun one. Charlie Angels 2000. I think that we'll be doing a holiday movie. Ooh. Too, so you can look for that on the Patreon. Yes. And the Watch With Us commentary tracks are super fun. You just got to sync it up with a movie, listen to the episode. We tell you when to hit play on your movie. It syncs up beautifully. And it's like you're watching a movie with us sitting yeah. right next to you. So much fun. I mean, I feel like this is just our commentary of us just sitting on the couch every night. Yeah. Putting on a movie that we probably have seen ten times. This is true. But, um, yeah, head over to Patreon for that. You can also... Find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. And we are on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. And me at Scott Youngbauer on Instagram and also on Letterboxd, just as Scott Youngbauer. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you soon. I know you are, but what am I? Bye.